everybody. Welcome to the 2020 pre-draft edition of Football After Dark. I'm your host, the Jusby. Who's slightly drunk. Just slightly drunk. I'll get there as this episode progresses. Today I'm joined by number one Chiefs fan, Matt Dossman. Hey, it's, it's, that's, yeah, that's me. Professional sports broadcaster, Nate Kuyper. Ooh. Got him. It was awkwardly timed drum rolls. And then. I did that on on purpose. We're supposed to be joined by a viral pool plate clip maker, Corey (laughs) Clements, but he is not here yet. So we're just starting so, without him. <laughs> and yeah, because it, it's getting late, and now we're going to stall for time. Uh, how, how about that Rob Gronkowski trade today, yeah. fellas? Holy, okay, so holy fuck. Yeah, let's, um, let's just kick it off. Time time bubble. We are recording this. Mere hours. Like, like, me, yeah, mere hours after uh, Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement, demanded a trade, got the trade, and is now a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. So afterwards, he made a statement about that shit too, where he was just like, "Yeah, I, I didn't actually want to come back to football, but I wanted to go play with Tom Brady." Yep, he was. He wasn't completely done with football. He was just done with the Patriots. Yep, that's really he, what it's he, seeming like now. It's it's just like too much to like the enjoyment of everybody else in the world. God, the, the knife that got stuck in the Patriots now is just like. Good lord, is it digging deep. Well, it just goes to show you, like, the way Bill Belichick runs a football team can win you championships. But the way Tom Brady led his football team won people. And you could just you just tell that right away, where it's like, uh, the people uh, who played with Tom Brady want to play with Tom Brady. It took days for Antonio Brown to be, like, enchanted by Tom Brady. It just goes to show you what kind of leader it's, he is. It's something about him, man. He's got that. He's just got that it factor of people want to play with him. He makes you want to, you know, kind of go to war with him. I guess I don't know. And it's weird because like Gronk and Brady are such different. Oh, excuse me, I have the hiccups. They have like such different personalities, but yet Gronk is willing to come out of retirement relinquish his 24-7 WWE championship uh, that he actually has. That's not a joke. Yeah, he's, he's actually a WWE champion right now. That's yeah. amazing. He's um, throwing it so all he away. Has to, he has to relinquish that uh, to come back and just because he wants to play with Brady again. And, like, I, I was looking at uh, Katie Nolan is one of the more famous Patriot fans in the media, and she is just, like, she made a video with Mina Kimes where she's like in a hoodie drinking beer and she's like swearing. She's like, why do I give a fuck? I don't give a fuck. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I don't give a shit. We're not even going to have football anyway. Who cares? Like <laughs> nobody cares. It's fine. Like that's how the entirety of Patriots nation is feeling right now. Oh my God. Can we, I mean, can they, we... they have, and I know people don't want to hear this because the Patriots, but like, they do kind of have a right to be pissed off. Like, kind of. Mm. Because it kind of sounds like Gronk just... Here's what here's what I think happened. 
And and I know everyone's going to be like, oh, you're speculating things. I also speculated that there was a splintering relationship between Brady and Belichick two years ago, and I was right. Yep, so, yep. The fat pod boys were right. Yeah, so I don't want to hear this. Oh, we were just like, I'm two years ago, after the Patriots beat the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. We know now from the Howard Stern interview that Tom Brady did that it's been years that Brady has known that last year was his final year. He's known for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. As close as they were, because they are, and we know for a fact that Gronk actually threatened to retire because Belichick wanted to trade him to Detroit. That happened. Yeah. There, that, there was a yeah. trade in place for Gronk to go to Detroit, and Gronk threatened to retire to void the to void the uh, the trade because he didn't want to play with somebody that wasn't Tom Brady. So part of me wants to think like, okay, so this year that that year with you know uh, when they played the Rams in the Super Bowl and they won, I think going up to that season, I think Brady and Gronk had a private conversation where Brady told Gronk, he's like, look, ma'am. I'm done after this year. Like I'm done after, after mm-hmm. this next upcoming season, I'm done. I'm leaving this place. If, if you want to come with me when I leave, you can, but if you want to stay here with me, you know, we're, we're going to be in a situation where, you know, you're going to be our primary guy, you know, and you're going to take more beatings. You're going to get hurt more. You're going to get injured more. He's like, if you just, want to take a year off and if you want to come back and play with me you can because at no point did Gronk say that he wasn't going to come back right he he always kind of like pseudo teased at it though right like there was always this little thing where he was just like oh you know you know who knows you never know what'll happen I'm happy what I'm doing right now and it gave him a chance to get healthy and all this I I I think that that might have happened I think Gronk and Brady had a conversation where Brady told Gronk, look, man, I'm leaving after the 2019 season. I don't know where I'm going to go, but wherever I go, if you want to come and play with me, you're going to have to get them to trade you. And I don't think the Patriots would have traded Gronk had he not retired. Mm-hmm. Because if he's under contract right now and he's playing – why would you want to get rid of Gronkowski? The Patriots didn't expect to have Gronkowski. He's just under contract because, you know, that's the way contracts work. Even though you're retired, the team contractually has to pay you. So the Patriots are just kind of in a situation where like, okay, well, we didn't think we were going to have you anyway. So we're a lot more inclined to get rid of you. Whereas if he'd have stayed and not retired, they might not have been. So... I don't know. I, I part of me wants to believe that Brady and Gronk kind of had this brewing amongst the two of them of as kind of like a you know what like not a not a not a way to stick it to Bill Belichick, but kind of to stick it to Bill Belichick. Like, I'm not sure how far that goes. I don't um, know how far. I don't know if it goes that far. What I'm saying is, is that there's certainly. It certainly feels like this is something that Gronk just didn't wake up after Brady got signed by the Buccaneers and say, you know what? I want to play football again. That didn't happen. 
like, <laughs> like Gronk, like has all like Matt said, Gronk has always kind of had this like, uh, you know, you never know. A couple people have retired and come back. Hell, Marshall Lynch came out of retirement last year. Yep. So like, it happens all the time. I just think that this was something that the two of them probably talked about. They weren't sure if they were going to do it. Gronk had to see how he felt, how he was feeling, how healthy he was. And, you know, Tom probably had some idea of like, you know what? Like, I I think I'm leaving. I want to leave. But you know what? Who knows? Who knows what could happen? So I don't necessarily think they laid it out step by step. But I certainly think that there's more to it than Gronk woke up today, uh, April 21st, and said, I want to play football again. I don't think that's what happened. No, I don't think it's, like, that spur of the moment, but I'm sure that, like, by the time Gronk was retiring, his his body was so beat up. Oh, yeah. He was he was just, like, truly messed up, probably just, like, wanted to get away from it for a bit. And I think once yeah. he did, it probably, this, this probably brewed for a bit ever since, like, it kind of was confirmed that Brady's leaving, and then he went to the, he went to the Bucks. And Gronk probably, Gronk probably started thinking about it. He was like, man... I could go play with Tom Brady somewhere new. And then, I don't know, Brady was probably looking at the depth chart and was like, hmm, O.J. Howard. Supposed to be good. When was he good? First of all, can I, as an aside, can I just tell you how frustrated I get when people post those pictures of like, man, look at his skill position, people. And O.J. Howard's on the picture. I'm like, why the fuck is O.J. Howard on this picture? Right. I mean, uh, O.J. Howard gets like, talked up every year but then cameron Brait outplays him yep. i know but, but now you think about it you want to all right so you're starting offense right now you have tom brady ronald jones mike evans chris godwin rob gronkowski and then cameron Brait slash oj howard tell me that's not amazing and with the defense they had last year no 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 they are i'll say this i'm not willing to there's a lot of things of speculation i'm sure there's a ton of people out there screaming this is the same thing that happened with the browns last year the difference with this is the unknowns going into last year's cleveland Browns season were we didn't know freddie kitchens would co- could coach we didn't know how odell was going to fit in with the system we didn't know how the offensive line was going to play we didn't know how Kareem Hunt and that whole dynamic was going to play out in the locker room. And we didn't know how Baker Mayfield was going to play in his second season. The only things we don't know about this Patriot team is how they're going to fix them. What's that? I'm sorry, Buccaneer team. Yeah, Yeah, I'm talking about the Buccaneer. I'm sorry. The only thing we don't know, because we know Arians can coach, right? right? One of the greatest offensive minds. Right. We know he can coach. We know the defense is good, or at least improved. That front seven's pretty good. Their back end's kind of eh, but their front seven's very good, right? We right. know their skill. We know their two. They probably have the best one-two punch at receiver in the NFC, right? Yeah. Um, I'm trying it, to think. What other one-two punches the NFC do you have? I mean, you don't well, have Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen anymore. You don't, but well, the Cardinals have Hopkins, Fitzgerald. I w- okay, that's one. That one's. I'll say that one's close. It's just that Fitzy at this point in his career is is not the same player. That's fair. That's fair. You know, still making plays Hop- though. 
Yeah, I would say Hopkins is better than Godwin or Evans, but I definitely think Evans or Godwin are better than Fitzgerald at this point. Yeah. All right, that's fair. I'll give it to you. Um, But yeah, so they probably have the best tandem wide receivers in the conference. Um, The only real thing they don't... The the two big questions are offensive line. You know, their, their offensive line isn't great, which, spoilers, the Patriots offensive line wasn't good last year either. Nope. Nope. Um... And I guess, like, Ronald Jones, question mark? I don't know. Um, But, like, this team is... I don't know if the Buccaneers are going to be able to, to, like, unseat the Saints because the Saints are just so goddamn good. But, like, that division now with the Buccaneers, and even even if Gronk comes back and is, like, 2018 Gronk, which is like not nearly as good, right? He comes in primarily. He's still like you still have to account for him. He's still one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. He's still going to be the chemistry he has built in with Tom Brady is going to just transition flawlessly into this offense. Like Bruce Arians, I think is- it's going to be. I think it's going to be crazy just because of the fact that Gronkowski actually has outside wide receivers who are good. He doesn't have he doesn't have little Edelman and, uh, and just a couple like guys that are like Edelman's not marginal he he's above average but again like you said with one two punch with Evans and Godwin it, how do you how do you what do you do when you have Evans what what do you do if you have like lined up in the trips Evans Godwin Gronkowski like what, what do you even, do against that not even in the trips just imagine if you're at if if you're backed up to your twenty yard line. Right, mm. and the Patriots roll out a twelve personnel set Bucks. with with. I'm sorry, yeah, I keep doing that. It's I'm not used to it yet. Um, <laughs> the Buccaneers roll out a twelve personnel set with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Cameron Brait, and Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Disgusting. What do you like? Disgusting. What do you like? Who do you defend? Who, what do you do at that point? You blitz. That's it. You blitz. You send the fucking house at Tom Brady. And which, Tom Brady still has one of the fastest releases in the NFL. So he flicks one out to, to – he flicks a quick one out. The, the probably Gronk. Yeah. And then he just – and he pounced and he pounced through the middle. I, I don't or know. Fucking, like, or Mike Evans. Yeah. Who's, who's like, also who, huge. Big guy. Yeah. I don't know you? how this doesn't work. Like, I don't understand how people like, I don't know if this is going to work. How does this not work? (laughs) Like, outside of Brady getting decapitated, I I don't know. I just don't know. Because, like, uh, even if you're in the belief of he's steadily declining, which he probably is. He's old. But, like, (laughs) yeah, he's old. I get it. But everybody tends to forget. Like, do you remember when Brett Favre first went to Minnesota? Oh, yeah. How good he was. This is is literally the same situation because back then he had um, he had Vasante Shanko at the tight end spot. Right. He had Adrian Peterson at the running back. He had Sidney Rice and Percy Harving at running at wide receiver. They randomly brought back Randy Moss for like a couple games. They were stacked and it didn't matter if if Brett Favre was slowly declining like for that year that first year he was in minnesota they went 12 and 4 and were a were a a 
Greg Williams bounty gate scandal away from going to the Super Bowl. Huh. So like I don't I, I don't know if the Buccaneers are gonna win the NFC. I don't think they will. I don't know if they're gonna make the NFC championship game, but like anybody that is trying to poo-poo this, especially now with Rob I can't even believe I'm saying this, with Rob Gronkowski in a Buccaneers uniform alongside Tom Brady with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Cameron Brate and Ronald Jones and hopefully another rookie running back who I'm not going to mention because fucking Daniel Jeremiah tweeted it out and it pissed me off because he's going to tip everybody off to it. Huh. Um, another rookie running back who would be great in that system. Plus a good and improved defense. Like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, how do how do they be, not win? How do they not win ten or eleven games next year? They're gonna be dangerous. How do they not? I don't know, man. That, like that, that division is gonna be crazy. No, 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 no. That division is the Saints. Here's that division. That division is the Saints and the Buccaneers whipping the piss out of Atlanta and Carolina, basically. And then just slugging it out with each other and probably splitting the series. Um, but do poor, poor Matt Ryan, like poor <laughs> Matt Ryan. Matt Matt Ryan loses Austin Hooper to free agency. He gets he loses Devontae Freeman, who wasn't good, but he gets an he gets a hanging on by a loose tendon in his knee. Todd Gurley, like Which I'm still mad about fucking killed Todd Gurley's Miami vacation. Yeah, I, I know, right? I wanted that. him to go there so bad. I just wanted it to be true. That would have been probably that would have been the that would have been such a big fad pod fad pod boys were right. We might have had to like rent out a billboard. <laughs> and just to just to promote and talk about like we predicted this. We said they'd leave him off the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Also, I don't think we've gotten a chance. Speaking of the Rams, um, we haven't really talked too much about the fact that the Rams are paying Brandon Cooks and Todd Gurley $33 million to not play for them. Yeah, right? Mm. Yeah. They did. I mean, they went all in on a Super Bowl and didn't get it. And this is what happened. They they went all in. But the the problem with the Rams strategy is they went all in on one Super Bowl. Yeah. And then and, and now then, they're and now they're buried. Now they're they, the, now. Go and, ahead, Justin. And then they lost that Super Bowl to Bill Belichick and Rob Gronkowski. Yep, literally. Can, are you guys ready for the Rams to finish fourth in the NFC West? Yes, yeah. I'm so absolutely. Ready for I'm ready. That is ag- absolutely what's going to fucking happen. They could. Oh, here's the thing: they could still win like seven or eight games. But yeah, but that division, that division is so much better. Than it was last year. Like I, I, I mean, I mean, the San Francisco 49ers like stayed the same. They're going to get better through the draft. Seattle will be better just because Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. The obviously the Cardinals are better. They're, and they were playing good down the stretch. Right, so this will be them with a year. With a year in, I think they're going to be really good. I have them skyrocketing. Um, I just, I just want to say I was the one that had the Cardinals starting out slow and finishing hot. In my season projections, I remember you that. did, you did, you 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 did it. That's true. This is true. Should I uh, should I share my my deep dive into our good old boy Jared Goff that I did last night? Absolutely. Yes. 
that's around the topic okay. of the Rams. Have at it. Okay. So this is going to sound really boring uh, to the guys because um, I'm literally just going to read off what I wrote because it's it's the easiest way to go about this. Um, so I've been doing a lot of um, I've been doing a lot of like deep diving using uh, Pro Football Focus and Sharp Football Stats, and I just uh, joined. Um, Oh, what's the name of that website? Uh, this one guy I follow, Scott Barrett, who's really, really good uh, fantasy football analyst, made his own website, and he's partnered up with like Greg Cosell and a lot of other guys. And I've been looking at their stuff too. Um, but I don't know. I was just randomly perusing, you know, football stats and analytics and stuff. That's what I do it late on Monday nights when some people are watching TV and binging shows. I'm going through Pro Football Focus's website, reading statistics. Um. So I came up with this. I'm just going to read it verbatim the way I wrote it. So so I know we talk a lot about how pressure affects quarterbacks and how the levels in which different guys handle it separates them. The usual devil's advocate argument when someone talks about how bad a particular quarterback is when pressured is, everyone's bad when pressured. Let's look at our... Everyone! Everyone! Let's look at our boy, Jared Goff, from the University of California, former first overall pick, making over $30 million a year for the Los Angeles Rams. First, let's set a baseline. Jared Goff dropped back to pass 662 times last year, the fourth the fourth most among qualifying quarterbacks. He was only actually sacked 22 times, which is pretty low, actually, when you consider it. But we're not talking about just sacks. We're talking about pressure. Jared Goff was pressured on 35.8% of his dropbacks, less than 16 other qualifying quarterbacks. So there are 16 other guys in the league that were pressured more than Jared Goff was, despite the fact Goff dropped back probably more than all of them did. Yes, so like Uh half the league. Right. Jared Goff's QBR when pressured was 60.4. It was 25th in the league. Philip Rivers had a better QBR when pressured than Jared Goff. Philip fucking Rivers had a better QBR than pressured. So despite Yikes, facing dude. so despite facing way less pressure and being sacked only 22 times, Goff somehow manages to be incredibly awful when anyone comes within an arm's length of of contact. The only qualifying QBs worse when pressured that last season than Jared Goff. These were the guys that were worse. Both Pittsburgh quarterbacks, Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges, Andy Dalton, Dwayne Haskins, Sam Darnold, Drew Locke, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, Kyle Allen, Tom Brady, Jameis Winston, and Eli Manning. Only six of these guys, so the guys I just mentioned, only six of them were pressured more than Goff, and all but three were sacked more. So Jared Goff, facing less pressure than half of the other QBs and actually being sacked less often than two-thirds of the league managed to be worse than almost everyone that isn't an old-aged, immobile veteran or a rookie or second-year player. God damn. (sighs) Fuck Jared Goff. He sucks. It's what we've been been saying this. Jared Goff. I don't give a shit. Like Cor- I, I, I wish Corey was here. That's probably why Corey's not here, because he knew I was going to shit-talk Jared Goff. 
shit talk and, his boy Goff. And this fucking thing. Goff, Goff, Jared Goff is a marionette puppet with Sean McVay's hand up its butt. If, <laughs> I swear, if, Jer, if Sean McVay somehow doesn't outlast Jared Goff in, in Los Angeles, people will see. People will see. Like, it is so blatantly obvious what makes that offense work. And that I just I didn't even go into that with an agenda. I just like randomly started looking at stuff. I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't look right. And then I proceeded uh-huh. and I proceeded to like dig a little deeper. And I was like, man, like this is this is shocking. I'm like, I can't believe how bad he is when it comes to when it comes to this stuff. Um, I kind of just want to give uh I'm going to do um, – okay, so here we go. So what I'm going to do is – and I know this isn't fair. I know it's not fair. Ooh. But you know what? I don't care. Uh-oh. I know everyone's talking about, oh, well, you know, the quarterback rating when he's pressured. You know, he's not a mobile guy. You know, what are you supposed to do? Here are some of the other guys that were better – under pressure than Jared Goff. I'm reading this right off the top. Okay, so let's see. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, uh huh, who can't run anymore because obvious for obvious reasons. Right, right. Um, Baker Mayfield was better. Kyler Murray, who's a rookie, was better. Uh, huh. Jacoby Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum, Philip Rivers, Daniel Fucking Jones, uh, Matt Ryan, Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Gardner Minshew was better than him. Get it to stash, whatever. Gardner Minshew was better than him. Jimmy Garoppolo. Pressure. He's got the stash. Yeah, Matt Stafford. Uh, So there's a lot of names on this list, but a lot of people are like, okay, well, you know, not many people are going to have a high quarterback rating when they're under pressure, right? Here are the top ten. Okay. Here are the top ten quarterback ratings while under pressure. Are you ready? So let's let's just for the sake of argument, Jared Goff has a sixty point four. Okay, sixty point four. Number ten, Gardner Minshew with a seventy seven point seven. Cool guy with the cool stash. He threw ten touchdowns and two interceptions while under pressure. Not bad. Uh, to put that into perspective, Jared Goff threw seven touchdowns and six interceptions. Oh my! Just to put hey, that you. just to put just to put that into perspective. Okay. Uh, so number nine is Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz had a bunch of lawn furniture as wide receivers last year. Huh. He had a seventy-eight. He had a seventy-eight point eight. He also threw ten touchdowns. Yeah, good. Uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak Prescott had a seventy-nine point five. Kirk Cousins was seventh with an eighty-five. He threw seven touchdowns and one interception. Damn. Uh. Derek Carr. <laughs> oh God. Had an 88.4. He threw five touchdowns and zero interceptions. This one should not This one should not shock anybody. Russell Wilson is five. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. The man. Russell, Russell Wilson had an 88.4 quarterback rating. He threw five touchdowns. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, he threw ten touchdowns. Excuse me. Um, Patrick Mahomes. He is number four. Uh, he had a quarterback rating of 89.7. Mm-hmm. Uh, under pressure, he threw eight touchdowns. The jump from Patrick Mahomes, who had a nine, who had an eighty nine point seven, 
to Lamar Jackson, who has a 97.7. Good Lord. He threw 10 touchdowns, two interceptions. But he's not the top two. Guess who number two is? Aaron Rodgers. Ryan Tannehill. Oh. (laughs) Number one is Drew Brees. Number one is Drew Brees. Yeah, I knew that one. Number one is Drew Brees was (laughs) – Drew Brees – under this is this doesn't even sound right. Drew Brees under pressure. Okay, he was pressured twenty five point one percent of his dropbacks, which is actually pretty low. I mean, that's like near the bottom of the league, so it wasn't often, right? Well, obviously, because look what happened when he got pressure. How fucking it, good he was! It didn't pressure. It didn't happen very often. Drew Brees' quarterback rating when he was under pressure is a one hundred point one. <laughs> Hold on, it gets it gets worse. Okay, so Ryan Tannehill is underneath him, right? In uh-huh. uh, in, uh, in in quarterback rating, right? They also do this thing called adjusted completion percentage, which um, eliminates like dropped passes and uh, batted balls and you know things that are out of the quarter out of the quarterback's control, right? Right. Under God, under pressure, Drew Brees' adjusted completion percentage last season was an eighty-three point three. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh dear, that's to absolutely put, insane. To put that into comparison, Patrick Mahomes was a sixty-eight point three. Lamar Holy Jackson shit. was a sixty-seven point nine. Eight times, oh, eight, eight point eight times out of ten, Breeze was on target. Oh my god, under pressure. That's insane. under pressure. Can't, under can't pressure. Him. That's why he doesn't get a lot of pressure because he knows how to dice you. Yeah, I'm. That, that's that, that is. That is in. Do you don't know who's second in adjusted completion percentage? It's kind of crazy. Hmm. Derek Carr. Huh. Like, Derek Carr is, like, a lot of people that, like, rag on Derek Carr. Derek Carr's not bad. He's bad in Kansas City. Derek Carr's not a bad quarterback. uh, uh, He's bad in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, bad in Las Vegas. I'm still not used to that either. Um, Okay, well, you said Kansas City. You're all over the place today. Well, no, 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 no. Derek Carr is bad when he plays in Kansas City. Yeah, he's terrible when he plays in Kansas City. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. This is the thing. Like his his QBR like tanks when he's in Kansas City. Yeah, he's not good against us. Oh uh, man, that was that was just something that I did last night, and man, man, that made me happy. Like I was oh, yeah. so happy. I'm just happy just, for Drew Brees, man. I'm, I'm like, what a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. I'm just happy for Drew Brees, man. I'm just happy for Drew Brees. I just wish he would get more recognition for how fucking incredible he is. Yeah, that's, let me tell that's you. That's nuts. You, you know how fucking difficult that probably is? You have you have giant you're a, you're a, you're an aging man and you have giant hurdles of man meat just like threatening to destroy your body. And Cool as fuck. Completes, mm-hmm. completes a little 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 eight yard dime to Michael Thomas. Cool as fuck. God damn. <laughs> I would maim myself to be Drew Brees. I w- <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was yeah, I was very um 
I don't know, man. I was just very, I was very surprised by that. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, All right, Corey did fall asleep. He woke up. He's coming. Okay. Nice. Uh, uh, let's talk about the new uniform. Yeah, how do you, Atlanta's, how do you, how do you Atlanta's, is, Atlanta's is okay. Uh, LA, the Rams are trash. All the Rams uh, the Patriots, sucks. Yeah. The, the Patriots are clean. The Browns ones are really, really good. I really, really like them. I like the, the Chargers. Style. The Chargers are. Mm, though, oh, those are how you do a uniform. Chargers new uniforms are amazing. Did you, oh, you yeah. guys saw the Chargers Dude, new uniforms? The Chargers oh. uniforms are dope. Yeah, they're sick. I, I like them they're, a lot. They're, the, stripe, the stripe on their pants is a lightning bolt. So cool. That's very cool. I like that a lot. And they brought the powder blues back as their main home uniform. Like, they knew. They knew. Oh, yeah. The powder blues are, are the best. Yeah. God. That, that, that was the move, and they did it. I'm so happy about it. I just, mm-hmm. I just hope they'll, they'll be you know a good football team at some point. Well, now that they got rid of uh, interception machine Phillip Rivers, who knows? I, I have <laughs> no idea what they're... I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure I know what they're going to do. They're going to—they're probably going to draft a quarterback. Wait, what? Wait, details on Cardinals quarterback Brent Hundley being sued by his ex-wife for allegedly giving her his side chick's STDs after having unprotected sex during his bachelor party. And then, oh God! And then that. Okay, now it's not funny anymore. Oh no! And then, and, <laughs> it's not funny. Oh no! And then choke slamming her. Oh man, it it was it was really funny. Brett Huntley, who we memed on, is a really weird abuser guy. Oh man, I'm sad. I laughed at the first part of that. Well, you know, it sucks to suck when you suck. Yeah, dude. Remember when he used to play for the Packers and we liked him for like half a day? I literally at no point actually liked him. <laughs> I know you didn't. What? What? what Brett Hundley? What did we call him? Hi, Corey. Hey, who's, Corey. Who's the Browns quarterback that year? Yeah. Oh, uh, Kaiser. We called it yeah. Deshaun Kaiser. We called him Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, we called him Deshaun Kaiser, and then we traded him and got Deshaun Kaiser. I was so pissed. I was like, we just got the same guy. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, How oh. you been, Corey? We've been talking about Rob Gronkowski going to the Buccaneers. Yes. Oh. And, uh, oh. Yeah, I just wrote about that. It's weird. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're talking about an offense that doesn't prioritize tight ends like at all. But... I don't know how much Bruce Arians' scheme is going to change to go around to what Tom Brady likes to do. Because uh-huh. we're really not sure about Tom Brady's arm strength at this point in his career. Well, I mean, he had a yeah, I mean, he had a lot of great – I think what he had a really good completion percentage on deep passes last year, didn't he? He had a better completion percentage than Aaron Rodgers did. Yeah. Was that just, he, didn't, he just didn't do it a lot. Right. That's why – we're unsure. I'm sure he can't go out and throw, you know, 30 yard passes ten times a game. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't. It's an. It is definitely an interesting dynamic of like. I don't necessarily think either of them are going to be super against 
bending to the other. Like I think Brady's going to take a little bit of what um, of what Bruce has. I think Bruce is going to allow Brady to kind of you know tinker it the way he likes and and base it off of you know you know taking what you see, taking what you like, and that type of thing. I don't think it's going to be a, a a situation where they where they like butt heads at all. Because I think Bruce is like just over no, the moon that, that he has just, Brady. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that they're gonna have personality issues or anything like conflict. I'm just saying, just, just how they play wise. How's that gonna mesh? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's uh, so many compromises with each other is what I'm thinking. Kind of like go halfway, like implement a little bit of each, try to make a system that works. I mean, like. Arians is. I think. They're, they're I think both, it's going to be great. Yeah, they're, they're both like really seasoned, really smart guys. They'll figure it out. I think. Huh. I think you, you get it. You get a. You get an absolute legendary talent like Tom Brady. You don't just force feed him into your normal system. You know. Oh yeah, that's fair. So they'll make they'll make changes and. I'm sure with Rob Gronkowski there, if he's in good physical shape, they will implement schemes to use him. Because he is a he is a force on the football field when he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, from 2010 to 2018, Rob Gronkowski led the NFL in touchdown reception. He had more than Antonio Brown. Right. It's it's ridiculous. Like, They're going to use him, even if it's right. just even if his body isn't peak shape, and they just used him for the red zone. They're going to use him. Do you think? Uh-huh. Do you think he's going to go back to that shape that he was in, or do you think he's going to go back to like a more leaner, like he's he's wide receiver, he's... wide receiver type shape, and use him in like the slot or something? Use Godwin and Evans on the outside and put Gronk in the slot. I think he. I think he's. Well, have you seen him? He looks really thin. Right, that's what I'm saying. I. I, do I you think, think he well, would go back into a wide receiver shape. I don't. I don't I know. Apparently, he's, like, he's been bulking up recently. So like. I, I mean, George Kittle isn't like a big bulky guy, and he's one of the better blocking tight ends in the league. I just think it's how you how you use what you have and how you take care of your body. And if Gronk's been taking care of his body for the last two years, I think I think Gronk can be Gronk at two hundred and eighty pounds or at two hundred and sixty pounds. So we'll see. I mean, we're we're still in the in the process of you know trying to figure out. If and when football is going to start, so this yeah, all of this stuff is just start. icing. Football is going to be fine. I mean, even if it's fanless, sign seal, sign seal, deliver. Football is going to be fine. Yeah, even, even if they do it fanless, they'll do football. I'm not going to change that shit. They, they'll find they'll find a way to have football by September. It's going to be fine. Um. So uh, speaking of football, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> now, of course speaking of football all we do is speak of football that's the worst transition <laughs> all of you that proceed all, all over luck suing Vince McMahon uh, well yeah the, the XFL the XFL uh, guy is suing Vince McMahon uh uh, Lamar Jackson is the new Madden cover athlete. Yep, I can't wait for him to, to have a perfectly fine, successful season. I mean, I don't know. Yo, Madden quote curse. that. Everyone that's listening to this, quote that. Quote me. <laughs> Fucking quote me. 
the Madden curse tried wait to, to take down Pat Mahomes, but I can't wait till break I, through his plot armor. I can't fucking wait till fucking something happens to Lamar Jackson and Justin tries to like wriggle his way out of it. Of like, yeah, oh yeah, well, fault. you it know, he, fault. yeah. Get ready, Ravens fans of the world. Fucking football You're, players get hurt every single fucking year. I hate yeah, the Madden you, curse so much. Yeah, and do you know which singular person always does? The one that's on the Madden cover. Mm-hmm. Wow. Usually because it's a player that is really active. And I don't know, man. Has, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't know, and, man. He's in a tier of players that get banged up more on a regular basis, most likely, and will suffer some sort of injury. I just, I just don't see it, guys. At no point, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe it's because I'm a little football baby and I haven't seen the worst ones. But maybe he doesn't yeah, get because, injured. But the, the Madden work. curse will, the Madden curse is going to keep Lamar Jackson from winning a playoff game, so he's not going to win a playoff. <laughs> game. Yeah, the Madden curse will do that. Jesus Christ! All you got to do is get a 14 point lead on Lamar Jackson, and they can't figure it out how to win. Yeah, it, right. It's over. Although he was quoted today saying. Be happy if they signed Antonio Brown. Jesus so God. Lamar Jackson's already out there. Big trust. You know? <laughs> oh man. Now we'll see what happens with it. I don't. I don't. I don't. If the Madden curse did exist, Pat Mahomes vanquished it. So. Well, no, again, like I said, did he vanquish it, or did he just have so much plot armor that when the Madden curse tried to take his knee, Mahomes was like, "Not today." First of all. <laughs> First of all, Tom Brady vanquished it. If anybody vanquished it, Tom I mean, Brady vanquished it. He was on the cover and he won a Super Bowl. So did so did Pat Mahomes. Yeah, but Pat Mahomes almost lost his leg in the middle of a Thursday night football game. Like, I don't think I think didn't they say that like his reaction to the injury was so perfect in the sense of that he didn't try to move or anything because had he did, like it would have been it would have been season ending. It would have been season ending because his kneecap. Like the ligaments and tendons were still attached to his kneecap when it when it got dislocated, but because he didn't try to move, he didn't tear anything. And the uh, trainer that came out to him perfectly popped it back in place right away. Yeah, so that could have been like in that moment, the like the Chiefs' season was saved because like if Pat Mahomes tries to get up or move or somebody lands on him. Or if any million and one things happen in that moment from the time he dislocates his knee to the time the trainer comes out, like the entire NFL season is different. And we might have had a Tennessee Titans, San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, the 49ers are looking to trade D Ford. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up with D Ford, man? Yeah, dude, why? I've been seeing seeing so much about the 49ers lately. It's either they want to trade down in the draft, they're looking to trade up in the draft, or they're, you know, just looking to trade players. Well, at least it's something. My thing is, as a Kansas City fan, I've had to deal with, like, everyone saying we're going to draft a running back in the first round, even though we have, like, three good running backs on our team. Did Did they forget Damian Williams' performance towards the end of the year? Right, he's, I don't understand. There's no reason to grab another running back right now. Damian Williams is cheap and he's good. Why do you need to draft another running back? Right, you don't need to. 
I'm gonna spoil. Well, I'm gonna shore spoil up more defense, probably. I'm I'm gonna spoil my mock draft that I made. I don't have a running back being drafted in the first round. I do not. Either. Good. So. Oh my god. Okay. Here's another quick hit for you, just because I'm scrolling through, you know, Reddit before uh-huh. we start draft stuff. Um, Jacoby Brissett currently ranks ninth in all-time passing yards for the Colts. Okay. Yeah, he needs wow. he needs three thousand six hundred and six more yards to make it into the top five. Okay, okay. He needs forty eight thousand seven hundred eighty seven to beat Peyton Manning. <laughs> God damn! The the jump from fifth to first. Oh my! Who would have thunk? Right. Who oh, you missed us praising Drew Brees earlier? I mean, that's what you do when Drew Brees gets mentioned. Exactly. You're talking <laughs> he about was the I was, number one quarterback. I was, ta- I was talking about how insanely good he is when under pressure. Uh, his quarterback rating is 100, and his adjusted completion percentage is in the high 80s. And it's because, it's because uh, Peyton just tells him he's never under pressure. And then <laughs> that's why. <laughs> And that's why when uh, he does get sacked and get, like, suplexed by that one guy in that one game, I forget, he gets so mad. He wasn't mad at the player. He was mad for Peyton for lying to him. <laughs> you lied to me. <laughs> oh, my god! Peyton said you weren't going to do that. <laughs> just stored over the sideline. Sean! Why? <laughs> oh, I love it. Are you guys all right? Do you have any more quick hitters for us, Matt? Or are we ready to get into nah. the meat and potatoes? Nah, of this, shit? this, yeah, let's, this, let's this mock draft's gonna take a while. So, because Corey, did you make one? I can do one off the top of my head. Okay, I um, spent, I spent, boy, I spent hours and hours. See, I I've spent hours too, but not in one sitting. I've I've worked on this for the past couple of days. No, see, I've, and, I did this uh, all today. It was really slow. I, at my job. I was writing stuff down, and I came home and went on a site and like compiled it. I did not make one, so uh, you're just yeah. gonna yeah. We're you know what the, I we have a friend who uh, who summed up Matt really well one day. Oh no, Matt Matt is our Ed McMahon. Oh no, Matt! Matt's there. Like if 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 I'm taking my turn to be Johnny Carson, Matt's always Ed McMahon. <laughs> like oh, that's a good one, Johnny. Like Matt, Matt's there to to just be. You know what? That was a good joke, and I'm gonna laugh at it. <laughs> All right. Um, I guess I'll take it. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so how do we want to do this? Do we want to just go? Do we? How about we each just do our mock draft? That's fine. How, how about I just do mine, Justin? You do yours, and then Corey, as we're talking, Corey can kind of formulate his. You know, are you to sure, either. Are you sure you want me to go in the middle? Mine's probably the least interesting because, like, yeah, Justin should go first. I'm not like I'm the least knowledgeable in this whole thing. Well, I was gonna put you in the middle for like the sandwich. Okay. Because mine's mine's real spicy, and Corey's is going to be like nice and smooth and real like it may, it's going to make a lot of sense. Mine's not going to make any sense. And mine's like bread, right? So we basically our our draft our mock drafts are like a sandwich but reverse. It's inside out it's sandwich. Like, 
Yeah, it's like the double sandwich. decker. It's the double down from KFC. Whatever you <laughs> yeah. call that thing. Yeah. All right. Well, then uh, go ahead and start. All right. All right. <sighs> Number one, I really wanted to to try to mental gymnastic myself into thinking that this wasn't going to be the correct decision. But Cincinnati Bengals are going to take Joe Burrow. No. What? No. Fuck. Um, what? What? I have, I personally am one of those people that have massive questions about Joe Burrow simply because of the massive jump he took from his junior year to his senior year. Um, I Everything went right for Joe Burrow. He had the perfect offensive coaches, the perfect weapons, the perfect line, the perfect running back, the perfect coach. Um, he couldn't beat out, you know, couldn't beat out the quarterbacks of Ohio State to win a job. He stunk his first year or his first year starting at LSU. Randomly last year, he explodes out of nowhere and has the greatest season of all time. I, I, everything I read says that he's the second coming of Joe Montana. I don't know. I think he can be good. I like Burrow. I, I like him. Um, but going to Cincinnati just frightens me. Um, there, let's. I, I have it actually right here in front of me. I won't spend as much time on every pick as this one, but Cincinnati has the 26th ranked pass blocking offensive line. So, congratulations, Joe Burrow. Um, you, you. That's what you have to deal with. That's what happens um, when you're the first pick. Yeah, number two is not the Washington Redskins. Oh, you're trading down. The Washington Redskins are trading down. With the Carolina Panthers. And the Carolina Panthers are taking Chase Young. Okay. Wow. Um, Washington has invested heavily in their defensive front the last couple of drafts. Um, their base defense is a 3-4, not a 4-3, which is the preferred system Chase Young is was in. Now, obviously, Chase Young is so good that it probably wouldn't matter what position he would play in. Um, but Carolina... You could argue that Washington maybe has more holes to fill than Carolina does, especially because Carolina went out and got Teddy Bridgewater and they don't need a quarterback anymore. Um, And plus, the quarterbacks in the NFC South, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, you are not going to find a more immobile set of quarterbacks for Chase Young to get after than those three. Like, name me a division that has more statuesque quarterbacks. Is there isn't, this true? There isn't one, so I think it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Number three, the Detroit Lions. They draft Tua Tungavailoa. You say, oh, you think you think Tua is going three? I think Tua is getting drafted by the by the uh, by the Detroit Lions. I don't care what Matt Stafford's wife says. I don't care what Matt Stafford himself says. I don't care what the team says. When your quarterback has a back injury, you're a ticking time bomb. I don't care what any doctors say. I don't care what anybody says. You know, Tony Romo came out and played a preseason game after having a back injury. He got hit once, broke his back. He was done forever. Yep. And if you're Detroit, you cannot risk in a division with Aaron Rodgers and the Minnesota Vikings, who are really good, and the Bears, who eventually are going to figure out that Mitch Trubisky isn't any good, you can't be without a quarterback. Just draft to a tongue of Iloa. Um, 
It'll be crazy. It'll throw the draft completely off. It'll be the biggest shock move of the draft if I'm right. Um, but yeah, I wanted to do something crazy in the top five. That was what I decided to do in the top five. The Detroit Lions taking to a tongue of Iloa. Um, now we're going to do a little, some, some quick ones. Um, the New York Giants take, uh, I believe, I think you pronounce his name, Makai Becton, the tackle from Louisville. Huh. Um, the reason why I have him going there and not some of the better tackles is because the, the Giants don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> um, Becton is really, he's like really raw. Like he's a really good run blocker. He's strong. He's physical. His measurables are insane, but he basically cannot pass block. <laughs> like it's like a work in progress. Um, the Giants, I think, are just going to fall in love with his measurables and take him over some of the better guys. Like Miami is going to do when they take Andrew Thomas, uh, the tackle, I believe he's the tackle from Georgia, um, who Pro Football Focus has as the best tackle. Um, even if even if he isn't, he's like the best combination of run block, pass block, um, and the Dolphins get their uh, starting tackle. They actually had the worst offensive line in the league last year, Miami did. Um uh-huh. The Los Angeles Chargers take Jeff Okuda, the corner from Ohio State, which combines him as well as Derwin James, as well as Nasir Adderley, as well as Casey Hayward uh, to, oh, and um, Chris Harris Jr. to probably become the best secondary in the NFL. Like, if the Chargers, if Okuda falls to the Chargers, that is insane. Um, an insane amount of value, and the Chargers can basically run nickel defense all game long and just play really well. Um, this brings up the Redskins, who traded back with the Carolina Panthers. They draft Isaiah Simmons, um, who is a plug-and-play player. Um, he can play basically four or five different positions um, for Ron Rivera's defense. Ron Rivera knows how to get a lot out of linebackers. Obviously, he had Luke Keekley for years. I think this is a pairing made in heaven with Ron Rivera and Isaiah Simmons. Um, and he's one of my favorite players. That brings up Arizona. They draft Tristan Wirfs, uh, the tackle from Iowa. It's kind of like a little mini run on tackles here. And then the Jaguars, I have, the, I'm, the Jaguars are tanking. Like, let's be honest, the Jaguars are tanking. Um, you really think they're going <laughs> to tank? In their mouth. Hey, you really think they're going to tank? Fuck yeah! Oh, wow, okay. Dude, Trevor Lawrence is coming out next year. Hell yeah, you tank. Um, yeah, but Minshew. Fuck Minshew. Ooh. Um, <laughs> That's some slander. That is. Yeah, um, dude, you, you disrespected the stash. I mean, you know, it's fine. Um, the the uh, way you, you know what? I, wait. Speaking of Minshew. Frickin', uh, I watched The Nice Guys the other day, which is a movie with, uh, I think it's, Russell Crowe and uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling uh, looks exactly like Minshew yeah, in he, that movie. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. That's amazing. Um, but I think the way you can get value at a number nine overall pick and still tank is just take a tackle. Um, and they take Kendrick Wills. Uh, another tackle. Now, the problem with all of this is that that's four tackles gone in the first nine picks, um, which puts the Browns in an interesting situation at 10 because that is their biggest need, um, which entices them to trade back in the draft, which is something that's been rumored to happen. They trade back with the Denver Broncos. 
And the Denver Broncos take Jerry Judy, who is probably the best wide receiver prospect to come out since Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I've read scouts talk about Judy as one of the best receivers they've ever graded for the last two or three seasons. Um, He's insane. Um, He lines up in the slot a lot. He's incredible getting off of press man coverage um as a young player it's uncanny um funny enough the team after the denver broncos the new york jets uh taking henry ruggs who is the other alabama wide receiver um they did lose uh robbie anderson in free agency so henry ruggs kind of comes he's a much better version i think of uh of anderson i'm not super sold on the small fast guys i never have been I think Ruggs is a little better than some of the other guys that we'll talk about later, but Henry Ruggs goes to the Jets. Um, Las Vegas, the Raiders, take Christian Fulton, uh, the DB from um, LSU. I watched uh, some LSU football um, in the film study that I've been doing recently. Um, Fulton is Fulton's pretty good. I, I, he's he's kind of one of those things. I have a hard time evaluating, like, corners in college because there's just so much like spread offense and so much like emphasis on i don't know like no huddle and that type of thing it's tough but i have christian fulton going there um the raiders kind of trying to fix their defense the raiders are kind of doing the opposite approach of what the broncos do which is like okay the broncos need to go out and get weapons to compete with the chiefs the raiders and the chargers are going the opposite direction in trying to go defense um, number 13, um, I have another trade, uh, this one involving the San Francisco 49ers who got the 13th overall pick when they traded, uh, DeForest Buckner to the Colts. I have the San Francisco 49ers trading back with the Green Bay Packers. I know who you're, you're telling that you're going to have them get. No, you don't really. Okay. Go C.D. Lamb. That's exactly who I thought so. Yeah. You motherfucker. Okay. Um, C.D. Lamb, the Oklahoma, uh, not the, yeah, the Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma wide Oklahoma. receiver. Um, one of the best players with the ball in his hands in the entire draft. Um, I would be que- so excited. Uh, you should be. Um, questions about the type of competition defensively that he was going up against in the Big 12 where they don't play defense. Um, but C.D. Lamb is is a very, very good player. Um and could easily just get on, you know, if Devontae Adams is your X and CeeDee Lamb is your Y, um, that could potentially be pretty promising. I heard, heard a lot of amazing things about, about his this ability to run a route tree. And uh, he's Yeah, he can run he can run anything. You, get, you ask him to do something and he can do it. The questions about him are the level of competition he was going up against from a DB standpoint because he was constantly getting free releases. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of concerning, but, you know, we'll see. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, Josh Jones, uh, another tackle shoring up the offensive line now for Tom Brady. Now the Cleveland Browns, again, get vultured uh, (laughs) with another um, offensive tackle pick that they wanted. Uh, They don't get an offensive tackle at 15, but they do get uh, the best interior defensive lineman in this draft in Derrick Brown to go alongside Sheldon Richardson and Miles Garrett to just bolstering an already strong defensive line for the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Atlanta Falcons at 16, Xavier McKinney is the safety from Alabama, the first safety taken off the board. They need to fix their secondary that's kind of been gutted through free agency and, you know, 
neglected through the draft the last couple of years, at least, I don't know, maybe. Then we get to number 17. Number 17 is the Dallas Cowboys. Matt, I want you to try to guess the position that I have the Cowboys drafting. Uh, the position? Yeah. Uh, um, wide receiver. I have them taking quarterback Justin Herbert. Oh, I didn't, I didn't want to, okay. Here's the thing. In my head, let me play, let me play you through what was going on in my head. I was like running back and forth between quarterback wide out, quarterback wide out. I was like, well, they're franchise tagging Dak. I don't know if they'd want to go for – well, they might. The franchise tag for Dak just went up to $30 million today. So like but – but I don't know. The, the Cowboys just slapped Dak Prescott in the face again and draft Justin Herbert, who, by the way, I don't think is going to be very good. Um, I don't like Justin Herbert. I've never liked Herbert. He's going to be like a Dak light. He's I Justin Herbert is literally Josh Allen without – the freakish size and athleticism. That's what so Justin Herbert throw, is. He, he has a good arm, but overthrows everything. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. D- D- Dallas is just going to do something really stupid, like drafting Justin, which completely throws the rest of the draft off. Um, I also heard, uh, I think, uh, I think it was Dan Orlovsky threw this out and I really liked it. So I put it in my mock draft because I thought it was, um, Number 18, the Miami Dolphins continuing um, their overhaul on their defense. Um, they just signed Byron Jones in free agency. They also draft C.J. Henderson, who is a cornerback out of Florida, so he can play the slot position. Uh, just make that defensive backfield for Miami better. The, Va- the Raiders are up again. They also go defense, and they double up on LSU uh, DBs. They get Grant Delpit, the safety from the Tigers, just... I, th- I think, you know what, what it is? I think John Gruden just loves drafting players from the team that just won the national championship. Hey, that wouldn't surprise me. Because he, he drafted a bunch of Clemson players after they won, so I feel like he's just going to draft a bunch of LSU players. Um, the Jaguars, um, another kind of low-key move that you can kind of get away with if you're tanking. Um, they have not yet traded Yannick Ngakwe, but once they do, they can replace him with AJ, I don't know how to pronounce his name, Epinesa, Epineza. Um, he's regarded as the second best edge prospect after Chase Young, but the gap between him and Chase Young is like a Grand Canyon. Um, but he the also had can- a really poor combine. Yeah, very very bad combine. Um, next up is Philadelphia Eagles. If the Eagles don't take a wide receiver in the first round, I want every single Eagles player to like vandalize the stadium because oh, good God. <laughs> um. They take T. Higgins, the wide receiver from uh, Clemson. Clemson's had a pretty good reputation of putting good wide receivers into the league. Not quite as good as Alabama, but pretty darn good. Um, Higgins, it's worrisome because a lot of Higgins' route tree was based with just a lot of like deep vertical routes, and a lot of it was contested catches. And It's a little cloudy how much production from Higgins was just a product of Trevor Lawrence being really good, but Philadelphia takes him. Minnesota's up next. Minnesota takes Jalen Rager, uh, the deep threat from Baylor, um, just a speedster. Was it? Is he from Baylor? Um, am I getting him confused with somebody else? Um, Jalen Jalen Rager. I think he's from Baylor. Um, uh, but either way, TCU. 
TCU. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of another guy. I have um, yeah, Rager from TCU. Uh, just a a burner speed guy. Um, you can line him up outside of Adam Thielen. Um, the New England Patriots. I do not have the Patriots taking a quarterback. I have them going very conservative and taking Javon, uh, Javon Kinlaw, the uh, defensive interior guy. Um, a lot of people have tied him to the uh, 49ers, but we're, we'll get to the 49ers in a second. The New Orleans Saints, um, Corey and I have talked about the Saints a lot. A lot of people are attaching Patrick Queen to the Saints at this pick. I don't like Patrick Queen. I think he's not... He's not a he's not a linebacker you want to draft with that pick in a position where the Saints are in. And I think the Saints would rather get deeper in an area where they kind of already have a lot of talent, which is the defensive line and I have them taking Jordan Elliott um which is kind of in that next tier with uh Kinlaw as far as the defensive lineman goes. Uh Minnesota again, uh this time going AJ Terrell, who is a cornerback to replace uh, some of their DB losses that they've had this uh, offseason. The Miami Dolphins, again, going 26th. I have them taking a wide receiver in Justin Jefferson, who was the slot guy uh, in LSU. Uh, kind of a comparable game to, you know, Jarvis Landry, in a sense. So I think that move makes a lot of sense. Finally, the Cleveland Browns, who trade back into the first round because Seattle has the 27th overall pick and Seattle doesn't use first round picks. They always trade out of it. They really do. I don't, I can't remember the last time. One. I don't uh, think John, it's, John Snyder it's, has. No, it's John Snyder has never done it. in 10 years he's been there eight years. He traded out of the first round. The other two years he's traded the first round pick for players. Yeah. So uh, they trade out of the first round. The Cleveland Browns finally get, they're starting tackle, and his name is Ezra Cleveland. <laughs> um, so finally, oh, the, Browns, the Browns trade back into the first round and get their starting uh, left tackle. In. Uh, 28 is the Baltimore Ravens. I have them taking LaVisca Chenault, who is the wide receiver out of Colorado. Um, the Ravens are in this weird because Chenault's had a lot of injuries. He's uh, coming back from an abdominal. He had a core muscle surgery done, and uh, they actually just released a video of him working out today. And apparently, he's like made a full recovery. They don't need to rush rush Chenault uh, back onto the field. They can kind of do the same thing that they did with Marquise Brown and kind of ease him in. Um, I really like Chenault. I think Chenault can be really good. Uh, the Tennessee Titans at twenty nine. Um, I have them taking Trevor Diggs, who is the final cornerback taken. Uh, he's from Alabama. Now, an interesting thing here is because of the trade with Green Bay, San Francisco now has the 30th and the 31st overall pick. I have them taking two wide receivers. Okay. I have them taking Michael Pittman from USC and Denzel Mims who he's the one from Baylor that I was uh getting confused with. Um so Pittman out of USC who a lot of people he, he's been like skyrocketing up people's draft boards just because of how good he is. Um I think he had like only 5 drops in his entire college career. Um and Denzel Mims is a, another like big bodied receiver out of Baylor. Finally with the final pick, the 32nd overall pick, I have Kansas City and I tipped Matt off. 
that I was probably going to have Kansas City trade out of this pick simply because they've cut, they've already maintained basically their entire starting lineup, and I think they would rather get more picks than and and try to beef up those rookie contracts that they're going to have to use with the whole Pat Mahomes thing coming up. And I have the Kansas City Chiefs trading the 32nd overall pick to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course. And I have the Pittsburgh Steelers taking Jordan Love. Hmm. Okay. Uh, That last pick is a fever dream. It won't happen. But I I think I think the Steelers are going to try to mimic what the Baltimore Ravens did and trade into the 32nd overall pick and take a quarterback that a lot of people don't think can play right away. Um, it's not going to work because Ben Roethlisberger's going to not let Jordan Love play. But <laughs> a man can dream, yeah. I guess. So that's my mock draft. A lot of trades, a lot of bullshit but i had a lot of fun making it so there you go all right nate kuiper's 2020 mock draft justin you're up next okay so i mean you know if anyone's just gonna be different i'm gonna be confused uh number one i have the, the, the bagels taking joe burrow um but he is the number one prospect even though i do not think he will pan out like they think um, it's can I can we just clarify? I don't know if you feel the same way. Yeah, it's ahead. not because I don't think he can be good. No, no, it, it's not. And that's nothing to do with that. I think the Bengals are just doomed for like failure. Right. Like I just don't trust that team. Like they, they to put they might even galvanize together and like put together a great roster and just not never win a playoff game. Hmm. Yeah. Seriously. So I just wanted to say that it's nothing against Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow. I just know if like i don't know i don't trust cincinnati he seems like the kind of quarterback that needs a supporting cast and he's not going to get much of one in cincinnati i mean if they would just stay healthy maybe <laughs> but we don't know that right. so who knows all right number two i got the, I have the redskins uh, not trading out and taking chase young they don't really give a shit they're just gonna plug him and play him anyway a lot of people believe he's the best player in the draft. He just they're just he gonna is. say fuck it. We could plug him where we could just plug him in, just shore up that defense because we're still unsure about Dwayne Haskins, but we, we're not so unsure that we'll draft a quarterback. So let's just shore that we'll shore that sucker up and make it ridiculous. Number three, Kuiper, I do have Tua going, but not to the Detroit Lions. They trade down with the New England Patriots. You got Tua going to the Patriots. My man. You have, good old, you good have, old Matt Patricia. You have the New England Patriots like trading their entire draft. To go get Tua Tungalaivoa. Oh, God. <sighs> Matt Patricia throws his old coach of bones. Like, yeah, yeah. just give me like... Give me, like, your first-round picks and all your third-round picks and your fourth-round picks. <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, you can get Tua. Yeah, I think... Just what's, our, what's our overall feeling about Tua? Like, do you guys have... I don't, I, don't, I don't know if Matt particularly, you know, cares. But, like, 
I want to know Corey's opinion on Tua because Corey's a big Alabama guy. And I just don't know how you feel about his his outlook. I think if it wasn't for the injuries, he would definitely be the best quarterback in this draft. Yep. Just skill-wise, skill he's the best quarterback in this draft. But, you know, with the injury history, like I, you always hope that somebody's going to have a – spotless career with no injuries and everything but he hasn't been able to do that on the college level so maybe with better trainers in the nfl he could avoid injuries but you know i i think it's just the injury he had like it was the bo jackson injury like a lot of people have said, like, it's kind of one of those scary injuries where, like, yeah, you can recover from it and you can come back and play, but you may wake up one morning and just be like, I can't do this. Like, a hip injury is very, very scary. That's why he sits for one year in New England. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think they play him. I really, I like, if he goes to New England, I don't think they play him. I think they they straight up sit him for a year. Mm-hmm. Belichick teaches him be the entire insane. system. Like you, you, you spent this pick, but he's not playing until twenty twenty one. Fuck it. No, there's no re- if you if you take him, there's no reason. I would no reason any, to play any, him. Any right team away. that would take him, I wouldn't play him at all. Number Outside of like Cincinnati or Miami, right? Maybe not even, even Miami. No, not Miami. I wouldn't. I would. I would. I would start Ryan Fitzpatrick again. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah, you still have a really young team. Give him another year to grow. Stick it behind Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick. Even though he's not the best player, he's such a seasoned veteran that he could probably learn so much. Right, yeah. Uh, number four, New York Giants. Um, try to fill their Odell-sized hole in their chest and draft Jerry Judy. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> can, I say, can I say I'd actually be excited if the Giants took a good wide receiver? I think they will. God, Jerry Judy's so good. I love Jerry Judy. It'd be exciting. God, he's so good. So now we have the Dolphins who are like, man, we were really hoping to. It would just follow us. Um, we tanked for this. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll just make it look like we tanked for Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that was great. Tank tr- for Simmons. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Who I believe is the second best player in this draft. Ooh, um, okay, that's a that's a hot take. Now I I haven't watched a whole lot of film, but I watched some film, and I fell in love with Isaiah Simmons. I I also did the same thing where I was kind of like, I talked to Corey about this, and I'm sure Corey feels the same way. Where like, there is like this scary thing about Simmons because he played so many different positions that. You're kind of getting a jack of all trades and a master of none. But that's the problem, though, is that he was that's, so good in all the right, positions. That's, that's the thing is like, even if he's never higher than a B at every at any of those positions, he's still a B at four different positions. He makes your defense so much more dynamic just for being there. Right. Exactly. And I think I think that's he, really appetizing for the Dolphins. A lot of people have compared him to Derwin James, even though Derwin James was like a like he's a safety. But Derwin James is so like versatile, right? That the Chargers just use him in a variety of different ways. And Simmons is 
bigger and faster than James and lined up at fucking corner. And, you know, it was just, you know, I love Isaiah Simmons. I don't know if it's going to, I don't know if it's going to work out. I, I will say this. I do like that pick because I trust him with Brian, Brian Flores. Yeah, me too. So I, really I like that pick. That's a good one. I like, I like that pick. That was a good one. Um, so now we have the Chargers, who, like, there's a lot of things they could be going for right now, but they panic pick Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> they just panic. Just fucking panic. Just like, oh, shit. They realized who they got as their starting quarterback leading up to this year. They're like, uh, wait a minute. We're making a mistake. And then they make another mistake and draft Justin Herbert. I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. I don't see it in him. Me neither. I don't know. He sucked in every he sucked in every big game they played in. And I don't know. I ain't gonna stop some of these teams, man. He may not play at first. They might play Tyrod. I th- I think they will play Tyrod at first because they still like him, but they're also kind of panicked because they have Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> So then you have the oh, Carolina God. Panthers, who uh, just shore up a little bit more defense, and they uh, draft Jeffrey Okuda. I can't believe Okuda fell falls to seven. That's yeah. crazy. Is this... <laughs> they did they did lose Bradbury in free agency, yeah. so that that fills a hole. Mm-hmm. And he's he's the best play, He's the best player available, and he fills a hole, which is like a dream scenario. Right. Like if if you can check both boxes of that argument of like do you take the best available player or do you take the the position of need when both boxes can be checked by one guy it's like the best thing you could possibly ask for and i i did this pick and i was like man did somebody hit the cardinals with the rocket number eight because they actually draft the tackle in tristan Wirfs. (laughs) we have them taking the same guy yep that's cool um number nine is the jacksonville jaguars I hate you because I already know what you're doing, and I hate you. You tipped us off to this. Yep. Who takes? They just they don't know what they're doing right now, and they're just like they're laser focused on Trevor Lawrence next year. So they just shore up corners and take Christian Fulton now. Uh, Which means going into the Cleveland Browns here, they have a few different tackles to pick from. They do. Um, I have them going for Chadwick Rolls Jr. From Alabama, he's 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 really good. He's one of the better pass blocking tight ends, or not tight ends, uh, tackles. Yeah, I think that'd be so. really good for, for because their their running talent cemented. Um, help out Baker Mayfield a little bit. Number eleven, we I have the Jets. Uh, definitely, who definitely need a fucking wide receiver taking CD Lamb. I I like that fit more than Rugs, but I I don't know. But I don't you, trust, you had to I don't mention, trust the Jades. Yeah, you had to mention uh, one of my dream scenarios. Which is what? Packers getting him. Yeah. I'll be so happy for you. I, it won't happen, but I'll be so happy for you. I like him a lot. I like CD Lamb. I would be really happy if they did that, but I don't see the Packers doing it. Uh, number 12, the newly Vegas Raiders. Um, take, <laughs> take some uh, offensive line help with Andrew Thomas. Okay, yeah. All right. I uh, like that. Yeah. Number 13, we got the 49ers 
who are just, just like, well, uh, here's Henry Ruggs. Let's let's get some receivers. That, in this motherfucker. Okay, now that fucking that's. Yep. Nuts. That's nuts. Yep. Like I, the fact that I have them trading back to get two receivers is nuts. But them getting Henry Ruggs, it's crazy. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan getting his hands on Henry Ruggs is terrifying. Oh yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I don't like it. That's why I want. That's why I did that. I want. I want that to happen because it'd be scary. Yeah. Um. Then I have the I have the uh, the the newly TB TBs putting a T in between those TBs with Josh Jones. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We also have the same guy going there. Yep. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I have the Broncos just uh, – we were just trying to build a, a, the Great Wall of China on their defensive line and drafting Derek Brown. Yeah. I have the uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, trying to do a defense and drafting C.J. Henderson. Why do we have, Why do we have the same players? I don't know, dude. This is so weird. I worked for days on my on my mock draft, and you worked for a day. It was, it was, a, it was a long time today. I mean, that's what's weird. that? Maybe Justin's just a savant at draft at mock draft. Just didn't know it. No, the, the, towards the end of my draft, it kind of falls apart here, and I don't like it as much. Aw, I, I really like my first like half of my draft. Here, I, I got I started getting a little confused because I'm not as well versed. This is where my rookiness shows. Uh, this is where you just started throwing darts. Yeah, well, I, I was still like doing a lot of research, but like I, it was getting tougher, especially these uh, teams with multiple picks. Um, the Cowboys, who just like I, I don't, I have no fucking idea with them. I had them. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but uh, I'm gonna try. It's uh, I have him taking Clavon Chasen, edge rusher yes. from LSU. Clavon Chasen. Oh, I actually got it right. Holy shit! Yeah, Chasen. Then the Dolphins pick again. Um, I have them doing more defense work, getting Grant Delpit. He's really good. Yeah, I like him. I, I think I, I, I like. I, I would like this strategy for the Dolphins, where they're just gonna like they're gonna bulk up. Focus on that side. Focus on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and then just like yeah, yeah just just building, put that like together really well for them, and I think they can win a lot more games. Um. So then now we have the Raiders picking again, and. You know, John, good old John Gruden, big people person. Also, big loves, people person loves his people projects. So he's they're going to take a weird receiver in uh, Lavisca Chenault Jr. from Colorado, who is uh, who's, apparently has good fundamentals but needs some coaching work, and that sounds really appetizing to John Gruden. <laughs> what a match made in heaven, right? <laughs> like joy. Man, this guy needs some coaching advice. Let's give him to John Gruden. <laughs> and we have the Jacks picking again. And they're like, man, there's a pretty high-rate cornerback on the board. Let's take Trayvon Diggs. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, the Eagles, once again, yeah, if they don't draft a receiver, they're dumb. But I have them drafting Justin Jefferson here. That's not bad. That's not bad. He's mainly a slot guy, but... You know, you can put him on the same side of the field as uh, Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey, and right. it could be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, then I have the Vikings also wanting to fill their fill their Stephon Diggs sized hole, and they grab T Higgins. I like that fit more than the one I had. Yeah, I think uh, 
T. Higgins fits into that offensive scheme, I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And then uh, Patriots come. Well, the Patriots. I mean, the Lions come up here, and uh, I have them just. I have them going defense as well. I have them taking AJ Epenesa. How do you say that again? Epenesa. Epenesa. Okay, that, that sounds that sounds right. That sounds better. Edge rusher from Iowa. The Saints. I have them. Uh, Maybe finally deciding to kick Ted Ginn Jr. out of town and taking Jalen Rager, who could pretty much fill his role. Corey, how do you feel about that? Mm, I like the thought of uh, Sean Payton going all in on offense this year instead of just taking the best player available. Just try to, like, he knows that Drew Brees is two years left. He's already taking... He's already signing with NBC for an analysis gig. So he's just going to go all out and try to make the best offense he can. I mean, that's a pretty good, uh, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, Michael Thomas, Jalen Rager, and Alvin Kamara. Pretty good. I like Jalen Rager as the deep threat on that team. That's all Jalen Rager is. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, think he, I think it's a good position for him to fill on the Saints. Yeah. That's all he is. So... Let me. Uh, we're back to the Vikings again, and they're like, "Wow, Jacksonville took all the cornerbacks." Um, but here's Jalen Johnson. We'll take him. Jesus. <laughs> the Dolphins are here again. Goddamn. And it's time. They take Jordan Love. Oh, okay. They sit him for a year behind Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I like that. I'm proud of that pick. He's going to be the next Pat Mahomes. Oh, whoa. No, I'm, hey, I'm not no. going that far. But I think no, I'm be... not going. I literally I saw that somewhere, and I'm like, whoa, dude. I, like, I whoa. Think, you think you put him for a year behind Ryan Fitzpatrick to learn some stuff with this defense that they build up with these other two picks and kind of like in the next year's free agency too, try to bulk up a really good defense behind this guy. And I think that uh, it, it would give them some success. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I like. I, I, think, I think Jordan Love's the third best quarterback in this draft. Personally, he is. He's still not ready. Like he's still not no. ready to play. But I think he's better than Herbert. I, I, I like the I like the idea of him sitting for a year behind Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Um. I have the Seahawks picking something here, but I mean, like, this is the one where I was like, I think they're going to trade out of this. I don't know to who. I don't know how to come up with who. So I just put Curtis Weaver, the edge rusher from Boise State, here. Um. And if the, some of. There's a lot of, like, gouts that really like him. Like, he's he's going to be that guy that comes from, like, a school. Like, wow, like, the level of competition he was going up against that high. But, like, he he dominated so much that a lot of people are like, man, like, some of that has to translate. Right. So, no, it's a good pick. Then I have a... Uh... The Ravens, uh, they have a really scary defense. Let's make it a little bit scarier. Add Patrick Queen, linebacker from LSU. Okay. I'm not a fan of him, but I think in the Ravens it makes sense. He's a coverage guy. Yeah. So, it's pretty good. Let's see if it works. It's okay. Uh, Then I have the Titans uh, taking Julian uh, Okwara. Uh Uh-huh. Edge rush from Notre Dame. Now the Packers are here, and like I still want them to get a receiver, so I have them taking Denzel Mims. Ooh, I am uh, 
in a DM conversation with Patreon Angry right now. Yeah. And I literally just asked him, what's your long shot, hot shot, big dick pick of the first round that'll turn heads? Uh, and his reply to me was that he has heard a lot of good things about Denzel Mim. Whoever gets him, good. Well, I hope it's. I hope if the Packers do pick him, I hope he does well. I just want another receiver that's good. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, like really badly. Okay, like really badly. Wait, wait a minute. You're not. You don't like Equinemius St. Brown. I'd love Equinemius St. Brown, but he's also not been good. Aw, which makes me sad. Aw. Because yeah. both his quarterback and his head coach were playing mind games with him on the sideline. Apparently, a lot of teams think emotionally think, destroyed him. Real what? at a young age. What are you talking about? A lot of teams think that Mims is better than two of the top three receivers that people are talking about: Judy Lamb and Rugs. They think Mims is like should be in that conversation, if not better. Wow. Then the problem is that you can make that case for like. Eight other wide receivers in this class. It's just a, it's just a dense wide receiver class. I, yeah. I, I've never I've never like seen one in a while where I had like I like the, l- like legitimized la- having so many going in the first round. The last one that we had was the one that we ranked in the last episode. Yeah, that was it. That was really, the last one. It's really similar. We're like, yeah, you like there's there's just so many that like that you could take in the first round and it's okay, which doesn't happen that often. Um, they have the Niners uh, taking AJ Terrell from Clemson. Is a corner? Yep. And then uh, I have the Kansas City Chiefs here. Now, there's I don't know how much they need them, but when I started getting towards the end of this, I was like, oh my god, Javon Kinlaw is falling in this draft. And I have the Kansas City Chiefs take him. Mm mm mm. That's the weakness. I mean, if you're going to point to an area of the Chiefs where they're weak, it's in the interior. Right. He's, he's a, they're getting a lot of value out of that pick, and it's and it's a pretty good plug for them. Makes yeah. sense. It's either that or they're, if, uh, if Ruggs makes it into uh, the late teens, early 20s, and hasn't been picked yet, uh, Kansas City's going to trade up and get him. So if Ruggs drops, they're going to trade up and get Ruggs. Otherwise... I don't know, I got nothing. They probably trade out of the first round or fuck it. They do what Justin just said. Do you have any idea how pissed off I'm going to be if they draft Henry? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be be inconsolable. (laughs) Like the fucking... What do you do with all that? What do you do with all that fourth speed? The fucking thought of having to watch an offense where it's like, it's like physically impossible to defend everybody is nauseating <laughs> to me. It's fucking awful. Like I hate it. I want to I want to like if if we if we do voice chat during the draft, I'd love to by the way. Um I want to hear Kuiper vomit when that happens. Yeah, we should what what uh, what, what what time is the draft this week? It should be 8 or 8:30. All right, and it's on what? Friday? Thursday. 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 Oh, shit. That's two days from... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can get in a Discord call and record our reactions. We can't, like... We won't, like, live stream it, but we'll record our reaction to it. And we can do a yeah. bonus fad pod. Yeah, the only yeah, thing, yeah, the only thing I have a problem with live streaming it is that I just don't have... Uh, 
I don't have like, yeah, any no, kind of video fine. resource without breaking yeah. copyright. No, yeah, don't no, do it's... don't do video. We'll just audio and then we'll just upload the. It's kind of like a little bonus episode. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. a bonus fad pod. Although I, I I'd like to see if we can get Dome on a mic. Yeah, he's he been was here he for called, every. He called me and asked me what we were doing for it this week. Aww, so, yeah. I feel okay we get multiple people in here are down. Fuck it, we're in quarantine. What's angry doing? Okay, I, I'll wait. I'll ask. What's fucking angry, angry doing? Let's get him what in here for the draft. You doing during the first round draft? All right, Corey, you're up. Let's hear your off the top of your head mock draft of 2020. Okay, so I'm not even going to say number one. Because you're drafting Chase Young. No. It's Joe Burrow. Okay. You made me say it. I hate you. Ruin <laughs> the joke. Uh, number two, Washington takes Chase Young. Miami trades up to number three. Uh, Detroit gets the number five and number 26 overall pick. And uh, Miami gets number three and 67. And so Miami could take Tua Tunga Viola. Okay. They they're smoke screening all the things they're saying about them, uh, because nobody who's who in the right mind is trying to trade up so they could take Justin fucking Herbert. Nobody, nobody, a fool, a fucking fool. If you trade up in this draft to get Justin, goddamn, grip it and rip it, Justin. What are you drinking? Oh, uh, White Claw. Mm-hmm. Lemon. It's really good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right, we got the name of the episode. Mm-hmm. I am not typing that out. <laughs> it's just what? It's just two M's and H and an M. That is the worst episode title ever. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm going to edit this episode while drunk. You may get me. You oh, may get man, me to do so. it. That would be nice. Uh, number four, the New York Giants are going to take Tristan Wirfs, uh, the tackle from Iowa. Detroit is then going to take Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State. Yeah. You know so still getting their guy that they could have taken at number three, but getting another pick in the process. What's so crazy about that is that it bothers me that you're going to take Jeff Okuda with your first round pick. And you could have had Darius Slate and Jeff Okuda. But instead, now you just have Jeff Okuda. Like, why not just have him and Slay? Like, why not try to work it out? I don't I hate Detroit. <laughs> Damn. Uh, the Chargers are going to be like, well, who are we to take Justin Herbert at number six overall? And they're going to take Derek Brown, the interior defensive lineman. Ooh, because okay. you know they they've had a glaring hole at defensive tackle the past couple years, but they've never filled it. Uh, so I think this year is going to be the year they fill it. Uh, Carolina gets Isaiah Simmons. It's another uh, Arizona. It's another. I'm just real quick. I was going to say that's another example of a uh, uh, a need and. Uh, best player available kind of coinciding. So that's a good pick for Carolina. Right. I mean, like, if you have a hole on defense, you're probably going to fill it with Isaiah Simmons. 
Right. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. good. <laughs> if you hey, any team in any team in this draft, you got a hole defensively, guess what? We got a we got a player that can that can fill it. Need a middle linebacker? Isaiah Simmons. Need He's a place- flex. He's a flex fit of the draft. Yeah. Need a need a slot cornerback? Isaiah Simmons. Need uh need someone to rush the passer on third down? Isaiah Simmons. Need a free safety? Isaiah Simmons. Need someone to cut your grass? Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> need a need a place kicker? Isaiah Simmons. Need someone to wash your dishes? Somebody. Isaiah Simmons. You need somebody to go out and get groceries for you in this plague? Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> and uh, if you want to be the one that goes out and gets the groceries, Isaiah Simmons will just be your face mask. Yeah, you just wrap them around your face. <laughs> don't have a car. He, that, need- that's how good of coverage skills he has. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my uh, god! Number eight, Arizona, Andrew Thomas. Okay, okay. a good tackle. All right, I'm good. It's not. It's not for a while, but I have a trade in this draft that I am so proud of. Oh, hell yeah. I'm excited. Jacksonville at number nine is going to take C.J. Henderson because they're like, well, we got rid of that guy that doesn't want to be here anymore. So, you know, time to bring another cornerback to the marsh. <laughs> I, I love how <laughs> we had the, the same marsh. mentality on that <laughs> to one. To the marsh. Oh, God, the Dude, marsh. They're going to do it. They're going to draft a corner at nine. I'm going to uh, fucking puke. 10, Cleveland gets Jedrick Wills Jr. Yeah. That's the corner. There you go. I mean, that's the tackle they need. The Jets are going to take C.D. Lamb at 11. I don't want C.D. Lamb to go to the Jets. I want him to go somewhere fun. Like the the Packers. As Justin put it, the newly Vegas Raiders are going to take Jerry Judy at 12. Oh, shit. (laughs) Wow. Okay, so you have C.D. Lamb going before. Yeah, he does. I just think it's yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I love that pick by the Raiders, though. That's that would be fucking well, nuts. If, if Jerry Judy's there when you're picking at twelve, yeah, do it. Damn. Sam, Sam Friend is going to take Henry Ruggs. Oh my god! It's so scary. Uh-huh. It's so scary. The all the all the top receivers dropped out of the top ten, but then the the run happened. The Watergate broke. Uh, Tampa Bay is going to take Christian Fulton at corner. Denver, unable to get their uh, wide receivers they want, is going to take Javon Kinlaw at 15. Atlanta is going to take Trayvon Diggs, Stefan's brother. Doesn't that sound like a player that the Atlanta Falcons would take? Yeah. <laughs> like, does that not sound like the most like Atlanta Falcons? Like, the Atlanta Falcons select... Trayvon Diggs. Like I could just hear yep. it. Same with Dallas taking Grant Delpit. <laughs> dude, <laughs> dude, Jerry Jones. What's up, Gradell? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he could he could even pretend that Dell's his middle name, and he'll actually be able to say his Grant Dale Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Need somebody to help Jerry Jones pronounce names? Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> I Sims. 
Oh my god, Icy Sim. <laughs> oh no. Dude, episode title's name is just Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. You need a you, you need a title for your podcast, Isaiah Simmons. There we go, that's it right there. You need a title for your podcast, Isaiah Simmons. I, I was I was thinking about titling. It's gonna be you need a you need a title for your podcast and then the description is just gonna be Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> I was I was I was gonna think about titling it either Isaiah Simmons cuts your grass or Isaiah Simmons does everything in all caps. And they're like, yeah, well, yeah, of course. But then they listen to the episode, and they're like, oh, they meant everything. <laughs> <laughs> they really meant everything. Oh, God. All right. In my 18, Miami is going to take the tackle Josh Jones from Houston. Uh, Vegas gets to pick again, and then they're going to take Xavier McKinney from Alabama. Jacksonville going to take the Mecca Becton from Louisville. They're going to introduce Mecca Becton to all the good old-fashioned marsh cooking. <laughs> what do they cook in the marsh? They use deep-fry everything. Okay, good. How do they cook marsh? They deep-fry cocktails that they find out in the swamp? Yep. And they eat them? <laughs> 21, Philadelphia, going to take Justin Jefferson. Oh, you and, you and uh, Justin took the same player. Yeah. yeah. Minnesota, and 22 is going to take Patrick Queen. Uh, Patrick Queen's one of the youngest players in the draft. He's uh, only 20 years old. He's comparable to when Juju came out. Um, but he's also a little bit of a project. He definitely has the, you know, the athletic upside. And the high ceiling, but he still needs some work. Uh, Are, I got a question. Are you? Did you have the Vikings take Patrick Queen specifically because you don't want the Saints take to take Patrick McQueen? A little bit, but I think it. I don't think the Saints are going to take him anyway because the Saints are in like a win now mode, and you're not. You don't develop or you don't draft a developmental Project. player project player in a win now mode situation um new england's gonna take justin herbert jk they're gonna take jordan love haha so then number 24 new england or new orleans can take justin herbert jk they take kenneth murray okay i like him i like him more than queen anyway yeah, he, he like I said, he's a he's a better like plug and play now. He's gonna adapt a lot faster than Patrick Queen. I think. Uh, I think he's just right now like in the position they're in. He's the player that they want. Right. Uh, Minnesota's gonna take T Higgins. Yeah. And Detroit is gonna use their second pick to take Zach Bond. The edge director from Wisconsin. I like uh, you and I had that conversation about ball. I like ball. Yeah. And then Indianapolis is finally going to take Justin Herbert. Whoa, whoa, what? Well, they're going to yeah. trade with Seattle. Yeah. They're going to trade with Seattle and take Justin Herbert. This, this is the pick. This is the trade that I am so proud of. <laughs> I love it. Actually, I love that. <laughs> Seattle is going to receive 
two second round picks this year's draft, a second round pick from next year's draft, and a third round pick from next year's draft. And they're going to get rid of these old pesky first rounders from this year and next year. Just get that out of the way this year. That way you don't have to worry about trading out of the first round next year. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Wow. And then, uh, where are we at? Okay, so yeah. Indy's giving up four day two picks to uh, Indianapolis to, or to Seattle to draft Justin Herbert. Baltimore is going to draft LaVisca Chanel Jr. On Yo, their, Corey and I put the same pick. Yeah. On their way to uh, try to create the uh, unstoppable offense, as they want to put it. Um, Tennessee is a surprisingly like well-rounded roster. They're going to take their best player available and take Denzel Mims. I actually kind of like the idea of uh, like A.J. Brown and Denzel Mims on the outside, and then you put Corey Davis in the slot. Right. I like that idea. And then you have uh, what's-his-face that just won't retire at tight end. <laughs> Delaney Walker. Oh, man. <laughs> what's-his-face who won't retire? He's just going to keep coming out, and they're going to be like, you're not on the salary cap anymore, Delaney. Oh, I don't care. Put me out there. And Corey, really wants, Corey really wants Delaney to walk her his ass out of there. Hey. Dude. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, Break my heart with the Packers pick. Packers are going to take Jalen Ragar at 30. Oh, oh no. Man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I, man. I say something. It's not that I don't like the idea. Like, it, it's all about fit, right? Like, C.D. Lamb going to the Packers is lit. LaVisca Chenault going to the Packers is lit. Jalen Rager going to the Packers is not lit. It's not lit. It's not lit. Don't it's need just him. like, oh, like it's just, just a, it's just, he's, he's like, oh, what's, what's his name? Um, The guy that Indy drafted and then traded to New England and he stinks. He's a small wide receiver. Oh, uh, yeah. That guy. Oh, my God. That guy. I can't think of his name. Um, Whatever. If I think of it, I'll I'll say it. But go on with the with the next two picks. Um, San Francisco is going to take AJ Epinencia. And then KC going to take Jeff Gladney at cornerback from TCU. Oh, Oh god, that that has to like I can just imagine, dude. I'm fast forwarding like six months from now when it's like week nine and Jeff Gladney is has been playing for the Chiefs since like week five, and so far he's only gotten like he he's been just like an average corner, but he gets like a pick six off of Derek Carr, and we do a fad pod episode, and Matt Dustman comes on this show. He's like, man, I'll tell you what, that Jeff Gladney. Looking like a looking like a pro bowler. I would never do that. Don't shut don't. up. <laughs> I, 
the name the name Jeff Gladney just sounds like a name like throw out there like man that Jeff Gladney pick yeah, no, no, you know what you know what Matt's gonna say boy I'm sure glad to have Gladney <laughs> aww oh, oh. he's gonna yeah. dad dad joke yeah I would dad joke it that's me I was mad so yeah, that's my that's my mock draft. Yay! I like it. I like our so mock we, drafts. I was I was uh now look, looking at you comparing it to you guys, so I was like really nervous. Okay, going into this, and like now I feel much better. I feel like I I guess I did educate myself quite a bit going into a this. lot of our a lot of our picks overlapped, which was uh, which is pretty cool. Like a lot of random picks overlapped. I had a shit ton of more trades in mind just because i like having fun with mock drafts because like if you're actually trying to predict a full like first round of a draft you're never gonna be right like no, it's, it's just super hard so, yeah you might as well just have fun with it and try to think like ooh, like okay what makes sense what doesn't make sense like what would i like to see um and that type of thing but yeah we we overlapped quite a bit which is pretty cool yeah no, I, I think i'm happy about i it. think I think the moment of the draft is my uh, Seattle pick. Oh yeah, that is. It, it, I, I love how like the sp- the two spiciest moments of all of our mock drafts involved Justin Herbert. <laughs> like like me having the Cowboys draft him because why the fuck not? And then you <laughs> you having the Indianapolis Colts trading up with fucking Seattle because Seattle refuses to use first round picks. And Indy takes him, so he can sit behind Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. Question mark. Yeah. Using a first round pick on a guy that's third on your depth chart? Question mark. Yeah. God, the AFC what? South blows. Didn't we say yeah. that last year? Or no, we said they were good last year, and now they suck. It's not that they were good. It's just that it's like. Well, because we didn't know about the Colts. We were like, oh, the Colts yeah, are probably no, crazy. See, after Andrew Luck retired, my outlook on that entire division changed. Yeah. Where I was like, like they're going to go they're gonna go head-to-head a lot, and not because I thought they were good, just because I thought they were pretty much all on the same level. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt, honestly. That's why I had them all going, like, anywhere between 7 and 9 to 9 and 7. Now, I feel like this year it's different because— I think it's the Titans division, like, easy. Yeah. Tennessee is clearly, like— on paper, the most favorable team in that division. Obviously, like, you have Deshaun Watson in Houston, but Houston also has Bill O'Brien running the team. And, like, I think it was a couple... I don't know how long ago it was. Corey randomly messaged me one day. He's like, you do know that with Houston's first-round pick, they're going to take Brandon Ayuk, right? (laughs) And I'm like, why? And he's like, because he's literally the exact same player as the three other guys they have. (laughs) And I'm like, he's like, yeah, he's just literally the same thing as Brandon Cooks, Kenny Stills, and Will Fuller. Um, Damn. So, okay, something real quick about Houston. I I just want to – something I wanted to point out. While I was doing my research yesterday with the whole uh, complete percentage pressure thing, shitting on Jared Goff, whatever, um, something I noticed – so we trash the Houston Texans a lot, right? Because we always talk about how – you know, they have a really bad offensive line and, you know, 
why are you, you know, refusing to acknowledge it when you have Deshaun Watson and he's so great and yada, yada, you know, all that type of stuff, right? So an interesting thing about the Houston Texans is if you go on Pro Football Focus and you look at where they ranked in pass blocking, uh, they're sixth. Huh. They are only so, behind they are only behind Pittsburgh, the Packers, the Eagles, the Saints, and the Ravens. But so interesting. So you're to say when they messed up, they just really messed up hard. Yeah. So the two things you could take from that are well, one of the things is this grade is heavily influenced by Laramie Tunsil. Um Laramie Tunsil grades out in like the upper eighties. And a lot of the other guys are uh, down in like the 70s and 60s. But if you look at it and you're thinking, okay, like their their pass block rating isn't bad. Now, their run block rating is horrendous. They're like 30th in the league. Um, But if you look at uh, the receivers and you look at their average depth of target and their average route run, the Texans run so many vertical route concepts that it's not that the offensive line doesn't get doesn't give Deshaun Watson time. It's that Deshaun Watson has to hold the ball for so long to allow the play to develop that eventually the defense gets through. So what ends up happening is the offensive line doesn't get dinged for the pressure that happens to Deshaun Watson because the play design is meant for Deshaun has to hold the ball for a long time. So it's kind of this weird thing where the Texans offensive line is actually kind of okay. As far as a pass blocking standpoint, the problem is the combination of like their mediocre-esque skill levels across the board from, like, left guard to right tackle combined with their offensive philosophy results in Deshaun Watson getting hit all the time. So that was just, like, an... So that was just an interesting... And it's funny because they got rid of their only good possession receiver (laughs) that was, like, a quick out. So now all they have is deep threats... So it's going to get worse. Um, another thing, guys, that I want to point out to you, um, there's a PlayStation sale going on right now, and Madden 20 is on sale for $24. Ew. You think I got $24 to spare in this economy? Uh, didn't Trump just give you money? Uh, Listen, man. All right. I spent that money. Already? What the fuck? No, I didn't spend the money. I spent it on a PP extender. <laughs> you can't say that on radio. <laughs> Too bad we're not on radio, bitch. We got them. Uh, you can't say that on radio. <laughs> but anyway, I'm just saying, like, um, oh, I'm, I'm down to like get it. And if you guys want to start like a fat pod league, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just want a copy. I just want a physical copy of the game still because Mahomes is on the cover. Uh, you could probably pick it up real. from GameStop, dude. That they're still doing like pick up at the st- like a like a drop off at your car thing. Yeah, I know. I have to go pick up uh, my Persona Five Royal Steel book and get my free second copy since they screwed up and gave me two copies of the game. Yeah, well, while you're there, just pick. I think I think a new copy of Madden's thirty dollars there right now. 
Well, I would probably just get it used as long as it's got the as long as it's got the box cover on it because like that's all I care about. I, I don't know if I'll ever actually play the game, but the fact that Mahomes was on the cover, I feel like I need to own it. Yeah, well, yeah it? we new, should we should play a league. It's thirty dollars, pre-owned twenty-eight dollars. It's not bad at all. Yeah, and I, I just I think it'd be a little fun to at least try a league with the four of us. Yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. I mean, I'm like really bad at Madden, but like I'm I'm down to give it another shot. Yeah, I'm really bad at it too, but I like all the managerial stuff. For as much as I don't know about the draft or like college players here, when I'm doing the GM stuff in Madden, I go hard in the paint. Just, are you gonna get a uh, Divinity Original Sin two and play with me and your brothers? Yeah, are we doing it on PC? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll 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 see if I can pick it up. Um. I'm building uh I'm building my PC back together on Thursday. Nope. I, uh, uh, yeah, Josh. I just picked it up today on PC, but Josh thinks it's going to go on sale soon. But if it doesn't go on sale uh, by the time I get my Trump check, then I'm just going to pick it up for you guys. Okay. Yeah, I'll, w- I'll wait until you get it then. Um, does yeah. it have crossplay with Switch? No, no it does not. Damn it! I know it has cross save. I was hoping it had cross play. Yeah, because I would play it with you. I don't have a computer, so I can't play it that way. Right. Yeah. Did you have a laptop? You don't have a laptop. No, I'm on my phone right now. I thought you okay. No, his his laptop have, is have, old. Yeah, well, the laptop I do have is extremely old. It, it it wouldn't be able to run it, and it mostly belongs to my sister. And since I've moved oh. out, I don't have access to it anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. all good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not football talk, but yeah, I'm really excited. I got new computer stuff coming. So I spent a little bit of money out of my truck check, but then I got like hella tipped at my job. Yeah. Are you got hella tipped? Um, so, I, so like for context here, I work at a gas station, okay? And um, I had a customer who came in and bought me a $10 ticket. Like he asked to buy it and I sold it to him and then he just gave it to me and walked out of the store and it won $100 on it. Damn, dude. And uh, and so I, I I took that in with my money, and I got some new stuff for my computer. I got a new motherboard, I got uh, a new processor, um, some new RAM, and I also got a new monitor. I'm very excited. Very nice. I'm, I'm very excited for all that stuff to come in. That's a, that that's what I I set a little bit of my Trump money aside to do that because my computer is falling apart on the motherboard side. Like my my USB ports are starting to fault, and like I don't know, it's not good. So, this it is, it's time to retire this eight and a half year old motherboard. Holy shit! I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, I, I got yeah. this. I think it would have been when we were getting out. When we were getting out of high school. Yep, that's when I got it. Yeah, when we, that's the same motherboard that I got. Same motherboard and processor that I got as like right after I got out of high school. It's easy to edit this out, but yeah. So, I'll probably just leave it in. Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, little Matt. Little what the fuck is this picture? <laughs> <laughs> what did you post? Matt posted something in the Discord. <laughs> that, that's Pat. Is that Patrick Mahomes? Yes. He is. Who is he holding? His girlfriend. He getting his dick sucked. All right. Oh, oh, her legs are okay. I was like, where do his legs begin and hers end in this picture? <laughs> apparently it's like i i I don't know it's some like koala workout thingy but like 
Is this the look like on a his sti- face is very meme-y. I was gonna say, is this like a still picture from a video that was taken? Uh, y- yes. Yeah, because yes. it, it looks like it looks Let me like. See if I can find it. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, it, it looks like he. It looks like yeah. It looks like they're doing some weird, like exercise thing, and he's swinging her up through his legs. Yeah, here's a tweet with a couple other pictures, and then I'll find the video in a second. Hold up. Oh my fucking god. Send. Oh, here we go. Like, what the, is happening? The, the tweet, the tweet right under it is the video or is a GIF. So, like, if you just open that into Twitter, the first reply tweet is them showing a GIF. <laughs> Do you guys like uh, my? Four Babies of the Apocalypse Theory. <laughs> I do appreciate that theory. Oh, yeah, I saw it. And why didn't you like it? Because I didn't like it. Why? It made me, it made me uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I assumed the apocalypse would be un- uncomfortable. Wait, is this? The, are you talking about the, the really big baby and then the baby with the full head of hair? Yeah, and then the king cake baby. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> it's terrifying. Well, well you, know, you know what's not terrifying? So- uh, subscribing to us on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It is, it is very not terrifying. It's kind of nice. You Man, know? I was gonna, I was gonna let that awkward silence just ride out. I was wondering how long you were gonna let it ride out, and I wanted to roll the dice on it, but then I, I, I caved. Uh, yeah, patreon.com. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! The stupid pictures in the Discord! <laughs> I just got real close to that face. <laughs> Hold on a second, guys. Hold on you gotta, second. you gotta, you gotta, like, cut out the background and turn that into a... I was gonna say, here's the first emote of our Discord. <laughs> It's happening right now. Anyway, can you name the emote sub- Mugasm? Subscribe to us on patreon.com slash fadpod. Uh, uh, Twitter.com slash fadpod. Yeah. Uh, it, let's look at it this way. If you're on, if you're part of our Patreon, uh, you get to be like part of uh, – last year we had Patreon Ben part of our draft coverage, if I remember correctly, right? He came yes. in on a phone call. Uh this year, as Justin just put it, we're getting angry in on the draft with did, us. Did he say yes? Oh, yeah, he said yes. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'm so excited to finally... I was supposed to meet him at PAX, but then, like, some bad stuff happened with his flight. So I'm very, very excited to finally talk to him. I'm not. Yeah, I'll uh, talk to Dome and get him on. Yeah, we gotta get him in this server, and then, yeah. I feel like we have to have Dome on the entire time because Dome's usually like here for the entire time. We could bring uh, if Angry wants to like come on for uh, like the Eagles or like some other like hot takes that he has. That would be fun. Yeah, he could come on for his uh, thirty-one favorite teams picks. Whoa, yeah. dude! Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get him in here. Like I said, he said yes, so I'll get him yeah. in here. Get Dome. You know, fad pod draft expert dome. Can we call him the draft expert? I mean, draft yeah. special guest. Draft DSG. He's our DS. Oh man, we need a better designated draft specialist. Designated drafts. I'm down with that. 
There you go. Oh, uh, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> you, wait, wait, what'd you type? What'd you, uh... Mohorgasm. No, it is Mohor. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. What was that laugh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that is good. That is, Justin, you're the best. <laughs> yeah, no problem, buddy. I've been making a lot of emotes lately. I'm getting really fast at it. Oh, man, that's good stuff. I've been making, I'm making emotes for um, my friend's Discord where we play games together, which, uh, which I, I have to get the ball rolling on that one. A lot of emotes and a lot of a lot of emotes made and a lot not a lot of games played. So <laughs> I work on that one. I gotta invite you to that one too, Corey. <sighs> we're gonna we're gonna try to play uh code names on there. Ooh, yeah code names is actually really easy to do through Discord because there's a whole ass like code names website that you can do and get everybody into. Oh really? I was just gonna like yeah. I was just gonna film video over the board and just put it out myself. Nah. Nah, you don't even have to do it that way. There's a whole ass like code names website where you can set up the board and do everything, get everybody in a lobby, and just play the game online. Fuck yeah! Okay, I'm very excited to do that. I'm gonna look into that and get it ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was football after dark. Yeah, sorry we, we stopped talking about football towards the end. <laughs> that never happens ever. Ever. But I had to. I had to really importantly make a make a uh, emote of. Patrick Mahomes coming. Stop! <laughs> oh, God. You can't say that on radio. <laughs> we ain't you know on who, radio. You know who can say it on radio, though? Me? Well, yeah, sure. Never mind. <laughs> Bye, everybody. I'm Enjoy drunk. It makes me powerful. <laughs> I hope you edit this good. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm doing absolutely not. I'm doing minimal work and just throwing this bitch up for posterity's sake. Oh, okay. Um, we, have, we are two days out from the draft. I'm getting this fucker up. Do we have anything we want to say? Uh, well, the draft goes great. We'll see you guys in the post. The episode will be posted after the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Have, yeah. have a happy draft day. We need football right now. So like, God, we need just despite everything that's happening right now, it, it's very, it's really fucking good to get something that's sports related during this pandemic. It feels great. I'm so excited. I didn't yeah, even, I forgot it was even happening. And like, I yeah, got the, dude. I got the night off of the draft, and I was like, oh fuck, I got so lucky. <laughs> yeah, the draft, and then that Michael Jordan documentary, Last Dance, has been a godsend. I need to watch as long, that. As long as, uh, as long as you know teams realize that justin herbert isn't good dude that Damn. was the that was the last time i cared about basketball i want to watch that so bad mm, I'll, yeah, I'll get you a login so you can watch it. it it gives me rushing memories of hanging out with my godfather and watching the bulls play give me that shit mm-hmm. all right goodbye everybody bye yeah, goodbye <laughs>